So um, there were a number of things. Actually, there were two, two things I felt on my heart for us today, two responses or two types of people. And the second one we've already highlighted just because the Lord led Ross in that way. So that's awesome. I'm glad that the hungry have come forward and opened their hearts, hungry for the Holy Spirit. But I realize, and I know that the Lord's put on my heart, some people here that can't be hungry for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit because you've never received or met the Holy Spirit before. So you've heard about Him, but you can't come up front wanting a fresh touch because you can only do that when you've known the third person of the Trinity or the third person of the Godhead, and um, that's the Holy Spirit. So um, I wanted to speak to those of us that have never met the Holy Spirit this morning, and we've heard about Him, and there's been teaching on Him the last few weeks, but did you know that um, if you've been baptized in water, it's an amazing moment. Um, well, let me start with this. The dates that I can remember in my life were the water baptism date, because it was a very real thing, going under the water, coming up again. And I remember the time that I met the Holy Spirit, which was about a week after that, because the church we were in had quite a structured approach, which I think really worked well, especially for me in those days. Where when you got water baptized, which for me was on a Sunday night in Tarrant, the next Wednesday there was no home group. If you were water baptized, you came to a meeting, wait for it, called the meeting, the Holy Spirit infilling meeting. And it was for those who went under the waters of baptism, you were told, come and go under the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I remember those dates. And it's funny because when I think back to the very Sunday that I first responded or put my faith in Jesus, that the Sunday that I said, Jesus, I now believe you and I'm going to follow you. And I began to turn and repent from my lifestyle, not with the most success, to be honest. But when I went under the baptism, the water baptism, then he gave me success to begin walking away, repenting from that lifestyle. But you know what? If I hadn't, if we hadn't met the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have had the power to continue walking a life after Jesus because the Holy Spirit brings the power. You know, the fourth part of salvation, the, the, the first two parts are belief in Jesus, faith in Jesus, repent from our, our lifestyle when we lived for ourselves. The third, water baptism, and the fourth, spirit baptism. And without the four, we left without power to walk it out, without an ability and, and more than the power and assurance that we are saved. And I love that about what the Holy Spirit does. And so I think my question is to us, to any of us that don't have an assurance of your salvation this morning, if you don't have an assurance, a definite, a concrete assurance that you are right with Jesus, that you uh, are living this life as your temporary residence and you're ready to go home to eternity, your number one residence. If, that, if you don't have that assurance, I want to submit to you that you need today receive the Holy Spirit and don't resist the Holy Spirit. We, uh, we want to pray for you. We want to lay hands on you, which is a Hebrew custom. And our Bible is full of Hebrew customs. 
is the laying of hands, the laying on of hands and the impartation of the gift was something that was done in the early church. And you know, in, in, I want to read the scripture, if you give me a moment, in Acts, you can follow. We've got a few on the board, maybe we can follow that one of, in Acts 12, Acts 8, sorry, Danny, verse 12 to 17. So probably when I'll go, uh, here we go, let me go from 12. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they, the people, were baptized. This is water baptism, both men and women. Simon, who was a sorcerer, he was following this move of God because he was interested in the power that he was seeing. He himself believed in Jesus, and he was even baptized. But this guy, as you'll read the story, his motives were very incorrect. He just wanted the power so that he could go on making money by doing sorcery and witchcraft. So he actually believed, and he was baptized. But he didn't have the Holy Spirit at that point. He followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. And when the apostles in Jerusalem had heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they then sent Peter and John, the apostles, to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And that, I feel, is what the Lord's put on our heart for some of you today. Not that your motives have been wrong in believing in Jesus or being baptized. I know that Simon the Sorcerer is a different kettle of fish in terms of his motives. But we would be um, leaving you almost high and dry by not telling you that the Holy Spirit's empowering presence is vital for your walk with Jesus. So remember water baptism, maybe you've been water baptized, but you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So your baptism in water has actually dealt with your previous life, your past. But baptism and knowing the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Spirit sorts out your future. The two together, but we, we need to make sure that we have the Holy Spirit. So can I be bold? I'm not going to preach these notes. We can get to that another time. But can I say that if you, you will know, you know in the early church, if you look through the book of Acts and you look through our, our Bibles, there was evidence that a person like Ross or myself or Taryn was a believer because there was an overflow of the Holy Spirit inside of them. And in the early church, the leaders knew that when that person was overflowing with evidence, they were saved. They know, they know Jesus. It's a definite. And if there wasn't an overflow, they knew that that person hadn't yet received the Holy Spirit. And they went about making sure that they laid hands on the person. So I was going through my New Testament at, and seeing many places in Scripture uh, which speak about those who have the Spirit of God. Speaking about Christians and believers, followers of Christ. They were not often called, not really at all, called Christians or Christ followers, those who've been saved, it was those who had the Spirit. <laughs> the recognition was, we know who are Jesus' people, we know who our brothers and sisters are because they have the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, walking with the Spirit of God. 
That's what, that's what the mark was. The Holy Spirit in the Bible is called as the seal of God or the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Without the deposit, without the seal on us, God doesn't even know that we're his, He knows by that that we're His children. So I'll read one more scripture and then I'm going to call. And I hope that the Lord is giving you courage and boldness um, to respond. But just follow with me in 1 John 4 verse 13. So it's a, a wonderful scripture and a wonderful passage, a wonderful book actually, which deals a lot with our assurance of our salvation. And John makes it very clear that you either are or you're not. You're either in the light or the dark. You either have the spirit or you don't. And he was very clear in his old age writing this book of 1 John. I encourage you to study this book. To, he wanted to make sure that each person knew that they were secure in their salvation, that they knew the Lord. And this is what he said. This is what he wrote. This is how we know that we live in him, that we live in God. And he in us, he has given us of his spirit. So the knowing, the knowledge for us to be assured and for God to know us, the, the common denominator was that he's given us a spirit. How do we know if we've got a spirit? Well, we're going to be overflowing with something other than ourselves. We're going to be overflowing with joy because that's what he gives us. When we speak, our language is going to be language of joy. It's going to be, what about singing songs and making melodies? Have you ever bumped into those people that can't stop singing like Liam? Everywhere they go, from the shower to the every hour of the day, there's songs and melodies. You're like, what's wrong with this person? No, that person has the Spirit of God. There's an evidence and an overflow that the Spirit of God lives in him or her. And, and, that's an ev and the early church were able to go, evidence, yes, evidence, no. We need to pray for the Holy You might have believed, and the, early, the people here yeah, believe. Maybe you've been baptized. But the Holy Spirit, man, he wants to fill and touch your life. And so, can we stand together again, please? And I want to invite, please listen carefully. If you know right now in your heart of hearts that you've never received the Holy Spirit, that you've not known this person of the Trinity, you would know because something happens when you receive the Holy Spirit. Something changes, something overflows, something pops. It's new and it's like nothing we've ever in our lives experienced before. So just as those guys who responded earlier, I want to encourage you just to wave to me. If you right now don't know if you've ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and baptism is a, a dunking, it's a going under, it's a if, baptism in water is your whole body flushed underwater and you're saturated in water. So by the same token, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you would have been dunked fully under in the Holy Spirit. And you would be full and saturated. And you would know it for certain. Likewise, if you haven't met Him, if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, you will also know there's not a middle ground. That's going to encourage us to receive Him this morning. Amen? Okay. And I might even ask one or two people to join me in the front because I feel like God has put a few people on my heart that I'd love to pray for in line with this and uh, in filling of the Holy Spirit. But first, just to encourage you to be bold, to just say, Neil, 
I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to receive the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe it's been so long that your assurance is like wavering. Because you think you may have met him. You think you, you had a prayer once. But for you, it wasn't, it wasn't what we're experiencing here this morning in the last few weeks. And you just know that there's more. I'm inviting you. We're inviting you as well. So let me know so we can gather around you in prayer. Graham's question was like, is there a difference between receiving the Spirit and being baptized in the Spirit? Yes, there is, because the Spirit will lead you to salvation. So the Spirit can draw you to salvation, okay? You don't save yourself. The Spirit draws you. But that's like, for me, I've always seen it as that, that that's the door opening into a house. So you can walk in the front door. That's salvation. But there are many rooms in the house. And through the many rooms in the house, one of the, the rooms or the spaces that God would desire to bring you is more into the spirits. And that's where there'll be a door you can come to. He'll open that door for you, fill you with the spirit. Fill you so that you're equipped to turn from your old life, follow after him, so that um, you can receive the gift of tongues, prophecy. You know, So when you pray, God can move. Otherwise, you, you don't have that. You understand? Eh? Okay. Then what I would say is come. That's, that's what I would say. If you think so, if you're not sure, then just come. We're creating a safe space for you to respond. I love it. I love it. So just as the rest of you pluck up courage, I'll, I'll wait a couple of minutes. Others, you're welcome to come forward. But to ask a good question, and you know, God loves faith. He, he loves us to jump in full feet without knowing what it's going to look like. God loves faith. He loves it. It's his currency. It's, it's everything. So you jump in with both feet, even if you don't quite understand sometimes, and see what he does. That's our God. That's what all I've ever done, is jump in not knowing anything. And um, yeah, and he does the rest, man. So we thank you, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. <laughs> I want to go a step further. I don't want to distract from what's happening, but Nicole has a wonderful testimony, which I wanted her to share. I don't know if it's going to quite fit till the end. I'll let you share fully. But Nicole trusted for um, uh, the gift of speaking in heavenly languages, tongues. And, and God did that last week. He met her faith and he's done a miracle. Now, this is an evidence of an overflow of the Holy Spirit in Nicole's life. And so I really felt to ask some of you as another question, if you've never overflowed with heavenly language, the gift of tongues, uh, it is an evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It, it's, something, it's not something we do, because, but it's just an overflow that you cannot help yourself. And, and so I want to invite anyone who's wanted that gift, who doesn't know but is just feeling a drawing of the Lord or the Holy Spirit here, to come forward and I'm going to get Nicole and I to pray for you. Um, is that okay? She's going to share a little testimony. So listen in, but you can come forward and I would love to pray for you. Tell us. Yeah, no, I think that I always battled with the gift of the tongues because it scared me. So for a long time, I didn't want to have it. And then last week um, when Brent was here, he said, he really feels that somebody, you know, wants that. And I actually have of late been saying, really desiring it. And I immediately put up my hand. 
and I came forward for prayer. I'm still a bit apprehensive, and Taryn prayed for me, and Taryn was like saying, okay, let's try something practical. Go, ah, like the first thing that comes out your mouth, like let's like practically try this, and nothing came. I was like, ah, 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 nothing was coming. And then I also thought, okay, fine, I know that this is going to be in the time the Lord wants me to have it. And so I went home and I carried on praying. And for about three or four times on Sunday, I was like, ah, 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 and nothing was coming. And then I forgot about it because I have other things to do. And then on Wednesday, Annette reminded me and said, we prayed for you. Did anything happen? And I'm like, no, it didn't actually. And then I prayed again when I got home on Wednesday night and still nothing. And then yesterday, I, I typed up a little invite, a weekend away invite, which all the ladies are going to see on our WhatsApp group shortly. But I typed up a weekend away, and I sent it off to Taryn. And as I sent it off, I felt the Lord say, now speak in your tongue. And I just opened my mouth, and I just spoke in this tongue. And I just, and I think for me, it was just such a beautiful left field thing where the Lord just says, now speak in your tongue. And I opened my mouth and it came. It's like I wrote a movie, you know, I was, it just came. And ever since then, it's just coming. And it's, and while I'm speaking in my tongue, I'm crying while I'm speaking in my tongue. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, when Deavolt was talking about when the peace comes over you, I feel when something comes left field and I just run through and I know it's the Lord and just the obeying in that is the thing that really like sets it solidly. So it was just so beautiful that um, now speak in your tongue. It doesn't even sound like English, but now speak in your tongue just was amazing. So who wants Nicole to pray for them? For the overflow of heavenly languages. Robin's here. I love your faith, Robin. We're going to stand with you. <laughs> 